0: A couple of things just to fill you in on or update you with Um, as far as time wise. um, Who remembers Shampa Rice? Yeah. Shampa's coming back in the first week of May and um, so we're still just firming up the dates but the first week of May, probably the the first Sunday of May and Shampa and Jonathan head up a uh, ministry in India and really all over India they have contact with thousands and thousands of churches and and orphanages and um have a lot of influence in india um they're a little under the radar uh because a lot of what they do is um could they could be highly persecuted for uh by various angles other faiths and even the government and so shampa doesn't always talk about it but we obviously sent a team last year team eight she called it um the the eight team and um we sent these guys over and from from here and they obviously had an absolute amazing time in India and so it's a privilege to to have Shampa coming back and she said of all the places she wants to spend time here with us right so um yeah we'll try and uh, put up some information as quickly so you can put the dates aside but it'll be certainly the Sunday morning and Uh, and then, uh, Monday night we'll probably do a masterclass where we're actually going to get her to teach and train specifically on some, some deep things. And so we'll share a bit more about that later. And then the Wednesday night outpouring, um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's good when God brings family to us from extended parts of the world. That's what Jonathan and Shampa are to us. Um, and then obviously in September, as we've said, uh, from like the 8th onwards for a few weeks, put your diaries aside if you can or p- plant in your diaries for Wayne and Irene's visit because we'll have a few seminars that they'll run and um, I know that there's a lot of people even from interstate who have heard about it and they've got in contact with me saying oh, how could we hook up and so um, there's, there's a lot of interest and I suppose every time that happens I just realise how blessed we really are. Um, to have connection with a spiritual mom and dad like Wayne and Irene and to have that input and that alignment and strength is just an absolute blessing. And, uh, and so we all benefit from that, right? Um, and actually that sort of goes along with what I want to share today. I want to talk on thankfulness. Um, we've probably heard many sermons on that over the years, but does that sound like a good one? All right, it's not too challenging. It's, it's, it's going to be pretty good sailing. It's going to be like a gliding session today, all right? Is that okay? Um, but um, I just want to pray before we start, all right? So Lord, we thank you today that you are in our midst. Lord, we thank you that the kingdom is here right now. Lord, we thank you that we can worship you freely like we did this morning. We thank you that there's no restrictions on that. Lord, we live in a free land. We live in a free city. Lord, we can come and gather today and worship you and adore you and lift up your name. And so we do that over this region, Lord. We ask that all, with thousands upon thousands of other churches right now in Australia, are glorifying the name of Jesus. And so we unite with them, Lord, and we just proclaim your name over this city, over our politicians, over our decision makers and our councils. And Lord, we just pray your blessing would be poured out in this nation and in this city. Even today, we ask that the kingdom of God would be revealed in greater ways. Amen. Well, um, thankfulness. You know, honestly, for me, this is i mean preachers often say you know this is the key it's it's a really common phrase this is the key to breakthrough or this is the key to something um and i know i've said that if i look back over the time there's plenty of keys that i've said um but if there's one that i know to be really really true like better than all my last keys (laughs) it's thankfulness and it goes along the lines with gratefulness and, and a heart of gratitude, and uh, but thankfulness, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. When your kids are thankful for things, um, the, it's, it's amazing because it, it just pours this generosity out, doesn't it? And I've got to be careful I don't say too much, two of our kids are here and say so they might get the key to breakthrough of more, But <laughs> but... If we think about it in the perspective of our own hearts, when, when someone is so thankful and they have such a heart of gratitude toward us, what do we want to do? We just want to give them more. And think of our own heavenly Father when we come to him with a gratitude and a thankful heart. And just doesn't matter what's going on, we're just saying, Lord, thank you that you're working in this situation. Thank you that I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train coming straight at me. Lord, thank you that there's breakthrough coming. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you that you've kept me all these years. Thank you that despite the downs, there's ups. Thank you that I can finally see some sort of semblance of God's plan and purpose in my life, even through all the troubles and the trials and the questions. There's always something to thank God about, isn't there? And it was interesting, the last few days I've had this on my mind and I've just been going through all these things and it's endless. It's literally endless when you begin, begin thanking. I mean, literally, even just uh, around here, I could spend a day just thanking God for all these different things. There's obviously material things, there's practical things, then there's people, then there's circumstances, relationships and events. I mean, it never ends. You could just keep going and going and going. And as we do that, you know, it's very similar to worship, isn't it? Very similar to worship. It's like what we did this morning. And I'll actually start in the three things that I was going to end with today. So we'll see how long this is. But um, I have tried to identify three signs of a thankful person or three fruits of a thankful person. And they're really simple. The first one is generally they're a giver. Thankful people don't normally like to hold on to things. Why? Because they know that the generosity of their heavenly father flows freely when they are thankful and they let money just flow through them. Money is often a restrictor of that thankful heart, that gratitude, because we have to tend to look at our situation more than we look at our father. And when we look at our situation and our finances and our limitations, we can easily get our eyes off faith. And being a thankful person, being a generous person releases that. It's very hard to be a generous person and not be thankful. The two go hand in hand. And so I've found this to be a key that, uh, you know, like uh, I think it's in um, 2 Samuel 24 um, and and David says to the king, you know, I will not uh, sacrifice an offering that costs me nothing. It's because he knew the breakthrough to worship and thankful, it's going to cost him something. And so actually he wanted to give, he wanted to give to create that atmosphere of a thankful heart. And this, I believe, is a key for us. And I know for Karen and I, this has been one of the biggest keys for our lives. It doesn't matter what we're going through. We've always been givers, always been givers. And, you know, obviously the house of the Lord and we'll do teaching on this in the months to come because I'm just sort of brewing on the right way to do this. But, but giving is such a key area and some people get hung up on it, but it's, it's the greatest area of breakthrough that I've ever experienced. The greatest area. And so we, we live it. We breathe it, we give if there's a need or if God challenges us or he speaks to us, we give to the house of God first and then we give offerings beyond. And I believe that's biblical. We've seen it just, just prove to be true time and time again. And I'm telling you, it's so hard to keep an unthankful heart when you're giving generously. It, it like, it's like grinding your nails down the blackboard. I know we don't have blackboards anymore, although we do have a blackboard in the new foyer here. Some of you noticed it. I had some uh, jesters saying, we're going to have a score out of 10 for the sermons after the service up on the scoreboard, um, or, or, or some tipping going on. Oh, I don't know. There's some ungodly people in the house, isn't there? <laughs> anyway, it would be fun. Um, but oh, by the way, Rocky and Ellie are celebrating their first anna- wedding anniversary today at an undisclosed location so they're having a romantic weekend away and so it's such a good thing but you know Rocky's been working hard he's a real perfectionist I mean everything has to be perfect you know before he puts it in but that's his gift and so you'll see some of these um, nice additions around the place anyway so where was I the second thing I think is a great sign of a um, of a thankful person is they're generally positive they're generally positive again it's very difficult to be a thankful person to the lord in your maybe your morning time with the lord or your night time with the lord when if you're if you're the person who sits there and prays and thank you lord for this thank you for this thank you for this it's very hard not to be a positive person but the other the the reverse comes hand in hand if we don't spend time thanking the lord and worshiping and saying lord thank you even in the trials james chapter one talks about it the whole chapter talks about it it's an annoying chapter but it's a sharpening chapter you know it's one of those that there's many throughout scripture but it's one that agitates the flesh but it cuts through to the spirit and it goes wow i need to rejoice in the trials i need to thank the lord for everything he's given me, not what he hasn't given me, but thank him for what he has given me. And then we become a positive person. There's this atmosphere of heaven around us. People want to be around us. They want to hear what we've got to say because we're thankful. We're not bringing others down. We're not being grumpy or or glass half empty, so to speak. We actually can see light and life in every situation. And we thank the Lord. I had a situation this week, we will get to some sort of scripture in a minute if you're okay with that, but, um, but where by the, I, I was thinking through some very practical things, um, you know, we have church and school and, and other things we look after and so I was really dwelling on some things and I was probably dwelling too much and who knows that's a dangerous thing to do when you dwell too much, Yeah. Yeah. You sort of can get caught up in your own thoughts and you lose the God thoughts and you, you begin to go, okay, how's, how's this going to work and how's that going to work? And, and so I was doing that for a couple of days this week and Karen's very good at bringing a sharp edge in those sort of situations and, um, and, and bringing truth. And, um, and often that's what we need, isn't it, when we start getting caught up in our own mindset or how are we going to solve that? How's that going to work itself out? You just need some, one of these people around you, a thankful person around you who has a positive atmosphere, who just breaks that... At that little cone of silence that you've cocooned yourself in of your own thoughts and your own maybe doubts or fears or uh, the situation that's, uh, that's at hand. And this person comes and brings light into that situation or life. That's a thankful person. They're generally a person who has a heart of gratitude. Um, and they're also influential, but that, that wasn't really a point. So don't write that one down as point three. Point three is they are a worshipper. They're a worshipper. Because like we did this morning, it was fantastic worship, Jackie and the team, just amazing. Thank you, thank you <laughs> for, for leading us because um, it, it really is the entrance, the doorway to gratitude, isn't it? It's the doorway to heart of gratitude when we're worshipping and, you know, it often takes most of us maybe a song or two just to readjust to heaven, because we're on Earth, but somehow we're in Heaven. So it's like, how do the two worlds collide? And you know, I'll I'll get to that scripturally in a moment. But uh, it's often a bit of a quandary for our for our flesh to go. Okay, all right, I've got to forget all things. And even for me, it's like, all right, yep, everything's on track. Everything's okay. We're we're okay. Now we can just sort of take off in worship. And so when we get to that place, worship brings up gratitude. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power thank you for your presence, thank you that I'm here, thank you that I'm alive, thank you for your goodness, thank you that you've brought me through this journey this far and I've survived and I'm still sane, thank you for every good thing, I mean it's it's a daily thing for us now. Whenever we pray, we pray with our kids at night. We pray various times in the morning or other times. I find myself always spending a good portion of my time with the Lord thanking him. It's just just thanking him. And I do it completely instinctively now. Uh, and, and I've done that for years and years because the book of James has been one that I've held really closely. And this is what happens when we hold the word really closely. It becomes us. It becomes who we are. And so for me, the book of James and reading chapter 1 and and joy in the trials, because we've had some trials just like you've had some trials. And when we learn to to, uh, emanate joy and rejoice and be thankful in the trial, I mean, most of us know it's the hardest thing to do on the face of the earth. I actually think it is. When you're actually faced with a real trial, I mean something that's really, really big, something that it might be crushing in on you. At that point, to be thankful and rejoice, at that point, it seems like lunacy, doesn't it? It seems crazy. There's, there's no formula that really would work if 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 Scripture wasn't true. I mean, it's one of those things that completely goes against your circumstances and your flesh. But I know for me that when we've been at those times to sit and read the Word of God and say, Lord, I'm, I'm not thankful for this situation. I'm not there yet. But I tell you what I am thankful. I'm thank you, thankful that I'm alive. Thankful for my health. Thank you for Karen. Thank you for our kids. I remember in our business situation um, when it was really really quite tentative in the sense of we had a very very large uh, group of creditors or um, I used to call them wolves but now I've reached the point of calling them creditors anyway um, (laughs) because that's what it seems like when you owe people money it's like oh my gosh the wolves are after me you know it's not that they're bad people but that's how you feel when, when, when when you owe people money right and so uh, we owed many, many, many millions of dollars, right, to a lot of people. And so it's crushing. And I remember at that time, reading, I had various scriptures up on the wall. And I would recommend this for any business owners or, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, is try and plant some anchors on your wall because you will need to go back to them regularly. And I used to go back to them all the time. And one of mine was rejoicing at James chapter one. And so I'd look at it and go, how on earth is that physically possible for me to thank God for this right now? I feel terrible. It feels like the world is going to cave in. And yet there is miraculous power in doing this. It's exactly like giving an offering. The, the world, I, I remember I used to tell work colleagues, you know, about that, ask me, oh, do you have to give a tenth? Do you have to give a tenth, you know, because they've heard people saying this, or maybe they've heard Mormons teaching to them, or something like that, you know, and so for them, it was a really big deal. You have to give 10% of what you get, and they can't even believe that you can survive giving 10%. But But the the miraculous, supernatural, mysterious, unseen power of that gift breaks any other formula that man can ever come up with. And we can't put a formula on it because it's miraculous. It's the same as the healing power of Jesus. You can't put a formula on this invisible force of heaven coming on a body and bringing healing. You cannot, you cannot find a rhyme or a reason, but it's the miraculous supernatural power of our heavenly dad coming and bringing his life force to us. And I don't mean that in a new age way. I just mean it in an in English way, in a language way. And so... These three things, I believe, follow us, worshipping, positive, and a giver. They are signs that I look for. They're signs of people I want to be around. And I, I love hanging around. I, I'm just going to be honest here. I love hanging around Pentecostal pastors. I tell you why. Because they are so generous. They are so generous. It blows me away every time I'm with them. And this is how I learned to give. I'll be honest with you. When I spent a couple of years at, at what, it, what used to be Paradise Influencers, I was blown away. What the stories I was hearing, hearing of these guys giving money and I was just entering into the workforce. And, but what I did is at an embryo stage of earning money, I learned how to be generous. And, and it's never too late to learn. This is not an offering sermon. We've already taken up the offering. But it's such a key to thankfulness that I, I could speak about it for hours and hours. I won't today, don't worry. But it just keeps going. Anyway, I want you to go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. You're going to know the parable, the story really well. The ten lepers, they're all cleansed, healed by Jesus. And let's read Luke 17, verse 11. While he was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And he he entered a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him. And they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him and he was a samaritan and jesus answered and said were there not 10 cleansed but the nine where are they was no one found who returned was no one found who returned to give glory to god except this foreigner and he said to him stand up and go your faith has made you well this is a staggering illustration of how much jesus loves our thankful hearts you think about it throughout your lives how many times has jesus got you out of trouble heaps yeah that's such an essay word it's awesome isn't it heaps and um But, you know, there's probably hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times when Jesus has stepped into the situation and prohibited danger or maybe brought truth or life or a person into your situation or you had a dream or you had an encounter with him or something where he has particularly stepped into your life and he's brought healing, healing life. And I mean that in a general sense. And then he loves it when we turn around, when we don't just sort of disappear and and, and follow through, but when we turn around and we come to him and then we enter into his presence again and take the time to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us that house. Thank you for giving me that job. Thank you for giving us that breakthrough in our marriage. Thank you for healing my body. Thank you for providing a solution to that problem that we've been struggling with for years. Thank you for helping us in that relational area. Thank you for helping us with our kids, with our parents, with whatever it might be. There's so many situations and opportunities that we have to have a grateful heart and a thankful heart. And I believe some of these times it's tests. Anyway, 1 Thessalonian chapter 5 really summarizes this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 says give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you give thanks in all circumstances or circumstances depending on your stance i i i'm just going to get off track here for a moment if you allow me but i, I as i mentioned i i um I like to hang out with a lot of different pastors from different churches and streams, and I, I love it. I learn a lot from them. And I've noticed, and I've said this I think before, but if you get a really good Aussie Pentecostal, he'll say, Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Ever notice that? And we generally say, Holy Spirit. <laughs> But you know know when you're in that kind of atmosphere. Anyway, that's a real random thing. But now you'll notice it when you're listening to some guys, you know, holy ghost. (laughs) I'm going to a conference this week actually with some AOG guys and I'm sure I'm bound to hear that. So I'll tell you next week how it went but... Anyway, I'm actually picking up Duncan and Kate Smith, for those of you who remember Duncan and Kate, f- originally from England, and then they, they are John and Carol's spiritual sons and daughters, head up Catch the Fire world, around the world, and uh, they're coming to Bordertown actually actually later this week, and so I'm picking them up and driving them all the way there just to say hello to them and, and catch up with them, so we, we'll have plenty of time to do that. Um, but anyway, so... Give thanks in all circumstances, I think that 's where I was going, but isn 't it weird what goes on in your own head? but when you 're up here, everything that goes on here comes out here, and so you know you should try it sometime <laughs> here 's an analogy that I have from in fact, I think it was this week or last week I was talking to the the owners of the business that we sold, the factory, the manufacturing business. I was talking to the general manager, and we were just getting chatting about industry and about the market and how things are going and and it was it was great and um you know I, he was he was asking me a couple of questions and I said you know there's one thing I would do differently if if I had it all again or if I was CEO of the the company again and uh and I said hey you might want to take this one on I said here here's the thing Because we're talking about winning projects and tendering and winning big projects and and how it's amazing and then generally sort of win it but you're on to the next thing because the factory keeps moving 24-7 and and so you sort of win a, you know, maybe a 50-kilometre pipeline but then you're already thinking about the next three that you've got to start putting energy and time into and I often forgot about celebrating the win and I think we often do this in life. We're so busy to move on to the next thing that we forget to celebrate the win. And and I think this is I mean I, I uh, with um, Jenny who's the principal of the school I say this all the time I say we've got to tell the world what's going on here because I, I mean our our results and our successes and salvations and the heart of what God's doing in our college is phenomenal I'm telling you it's phenomenal it is up there with any private school in this state and I don't say that as an advertisement but if you dig into some of our data and our NAPLAN and our results and all this sort of stuff it is right up there and I'm not just talking about Christian schools private schools and so I, I often say to Jenny why aren't we bellowing this from the rooftops we should be absolutely going for it so expect that in the coming months okay um, most of us are okay with that but um, but it's one of those keys, sometimes we work so hard we forget to celebrate the win and celebrating the win is just being thankful. It's like, God, this is incredible. You know, uh, Karen and I often say like we, we've sought the Lord and we've, we've dreamt and we've envisioned and prayed and, and, and all of us, we've, we've uh, come on a journey together and, and sometimes we just have to stop for a while and say, Lord, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you've done with us here in this family. Thank you for the life that you've brought, the truth, the hope, the faith, the destiny, the the new beginnings and every good thing that he's done. And in thankfulness is a miraculous power to bring healing. I, I truly believe that. Jesus links the two together here in Luke chapter 17. Thankfulness and healing go hand in hand. Now, sometimes if you listen to some really, really strong faith teachers, they'll say, if you put the thankfulness prior to the manifestation of the healing, wow, that's a significant thing. Now, Hebrews chapter 11 actually reinforces that. In hope against hope, Abraham believed. He hadn't saw the healing, so to speak, yet or the promise fulfilled, but he still thanked the Lord. He still hoped in the Lord. He stood on the word of God and said, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to do this. And it brings about, I mean, I actually think it's, it's such an attractive essence from us. And if you think of it, again, with your kids or with people that you may have influence, when they are so thankful to you, you just want to give them more. You just want to give them more because it's like, wow, especially if it's not expected. If the thankfulness is like, wow, I didn't know they needed to thank me for that. But if they do it anyway, it's like, wow, it builds trust. It builds relationship. It builds generosity. It builds love and hope. And it, it just does something. It's like a contagious fire that we want to be around. And so this is a, it's a massive lesson that I've learned is now to, to take time and stop and say, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for that breakthrough. Thank you that you, I don't know, you could join the dots and add many, many things. You know, it might be something that you want to do this week. Take half an hour of one night or one morning and write down all the things you're thankful for. And I'm telling you, the page won't be big enough. Because when you get going, I mean, when you, when you get going, you, you just get going and you get on a roll and you begin to go, wow, wow. Thank you for that as well. Oh, yeah, by while I'm there, thank you for that. Thank you for this person. Thank you for that breakthrough and, and what you're doing in my heart. Thank you for all these little things. And when we begin to count those blessings, uh, God does something in our heart, and it stirs us for more. I believe it's like stretching the wine, stretching the wine barrel. Let's, let's use that analogy. It's like stretching the wine barrel to contain more of him. More of him. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given me. If we're thankful with a little, we're probably going to get more. And so it's, I, I actually looked up some of the verses today, uh, uh, the other day on thankfulness, and I've, I stopped at about 90 in, in the Bible. Just thankfulness, thankfulness. Obviously, Psalms is full of thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. And There's songs, and, and, uh, and I stopped at about 90. It's full of thankfulness. The Word of God exudes thankfulness. And so Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. Wow, stop right there. My goodness, doesn't that? Right there. Do not be anxious about anything. But here's the key to not being anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So he doesn't just stop there and say, don't do this, do this. He then gives us the key. He then gives us the answer to our problem. Our problem is we do get anxious. We do worry. We do have fear and things that go on and limitations. But the word of God never stops there. It always provides a solution. That's what I love about it. And so it goes on and says, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, or prayer and and supplication, with thanksgiving. So when we do offer our prayer, And our supplication or our offerings to the Lord, we do it with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Even though this trial is big, I still thank you anyway. And the moment we do that, it turns the engine on in the kingdom of God in our lives. The engine goes on. And I want to just prove that a little bit. Because in uh, Luke 17, where we read from 11, uh, if we go to verse 20 in chapter 17, um, this is Jesus still in that atmosphere after the lepers have been healed. He's, and it says, Now having been questioned by the Pharisees as to, the when to when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed. Nor will they say, Look, here it is. Or there it is. For behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. I mean, dwell on that for a minute. The kingdom of God, the kingdom that Jesus is, is the king of, his realm, his atmosphere, his voice, his presence, his anointing, his love, his bigness. I know that's not a word, but I like it. I copied someone else and they said it, so I'm going to say the bigness of God. I love that. It's, it's his answers to every problem that we have is here right now, right now in this room. His presence is here in your room when you're having devotions with him. The kingdom of God is here right now. It's an amazing thought, isn't it? It's one of those thoughts that's too big for us to fully fathom. But when we read it, it gives us an essence of faith that we may not have had prior. And so this is why the Word of God, it's so sharp. It sharpens us. It sharpens us and keeps on sharpening us. And then when we realize, wow, the kingdom of God, I tell you, you can pray with authority when you know the king's in the room you know, a lot of our prayers, sometimes we might have a lack of faith or we might not know the, the answer to a particular problem. Oh, I don't know how this one's going to get solved. It might be, I mean, money's a big one, right? When there's not enough money coming in, it's a really big issue. I, I know that feeling. But when we recognize the King of Kings is in the room with us and when we're, when we're praying to him, we, he's right beside us. With the answers and the solutions and treasure chests in heaven, gold and everything fathomable that we can possibly dream of in solutions. And he's sitting right there in our midst. And when we pray, if we pray with thanksgiving, I believe it's like an unlocking of his heart. It's an unlocking of solutions. Lord, thank you anyway. I don't really know how this thing is going to solve itself, but I thank you for the solution. And I receive it already by faith. It's exactly the same currency that borne your salvation. You didn't see anything. You may not have felt anything. You can't prove it necessarily to your neighbor. You can't say, look, here's Jesus. You can't, but it's by faith. But you know because it's the currency of heaven, you've dealt in that currency before so you can deal in it again with that solution, with that problem, with that trial, with that doubt, that fear, with that self-doubt and confusion may be going on in your own mind. The King of Kings is with you. The kingdom of heaven is at your hand, the Bible says. At your hand. You think of the power that you possess. Think of the authority that you possess. Think of the authority that your prayers possess. They're so powerful. And when they're coupled with thankfulness, Jesus shows us here in the the 10 lepers story. Example. He says, go, you have been healed. Why? Because he's been thankful. So Healing and thankfulness go hand in hand. And I don't just mean healing for physical things, but let's, let's just state that as number one. But healing for relationships, healing for your finances, healing for your mind, healing for whatever situation it might be. Thankfulness is a massive key. It may not be the only one, but it's absolutely a massive one. Yeah, it is good. I mean, he is so good, isn't he? i find myself doing it all the time because um i've got in such a mode now of you know when when things maybe uh, nearly slip away from you or when trials come it makes you such a grateful person after that doesn't it because it gives you a new perspective on life it gives you a new horizon and the horizon's bigger and better now it's not what you used to think was the worst scenario in the world now you know things can get worse and god still gets you through And so your thankfulness grows, it gets stretched, and it grows bigger. And I believe when we become big and really big in the area of thankfulness, that joy, that faith rises up, and not many things worry us so much anymore. Sure, we'll have trials, we'll have those things, but thankfulness is a key to victory. We become a victorious person because we can see over the horizon and we say lord i don't know what you're going to do but i thank you for what you're going to do i thank you for the solution i thank you for that breakthrough i thank you for that money i thank you for the promotion or whatever the situation might be uh, you might be praying for you know your spouse's salvation i know that's just like in the body of christ it's a huge issue you know is my spouse saved or you know are they going to be going to heaven all this sort of stuff the lord knows more than you and he's in your room when you're praying those prayers he He's listening to you. Begin thanking him for them. Thank, thank him that they're with, they're with you and they've, they've got beautiful hearts and you know them and they love you. And that you know what? The Bible says that actually your prayers are very powerful. They can cover a multitude of sins and that you can even stand with your spouse. This is a really powerful, you can look this up, but you can, you know, the prayers of a believing wife can even save her husband. And this is a miraculous thing. I mean, you can't really, you can question this thing. But I'm telling you, it's powerful when you know the King of Kings is in your bedroom. When he's in your bedroom. And when you're praying with authority, And thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're working in their life. I can't see it. In fact, it's going the opposite direction right now. But you're working on them. You're working on them. You're doing something. You're stirring. I thank you. And we do this daily. Thank you, Lord, for my finances, even though I've got not enough, even though it's a little bit. I thank you that it's more than the homeless guy down the road. And it's more than a lot of people because I've got fresh water coming through the tap. I've got a roof over my head. In fact, I'm richer than a billion people if I've got that alone. So, you know, we have so much to thank God for, don't we? So let's stand and can we do that together for a moment? Awesome. I just want us, you can close your eyes if it's easier for you. I just want you to spend, we're going to spend a minute just thanking the Lord. It could be about anything. It could be about a great preaching or hairstyles or whatever it might be. Just go for it. Let it flow, right? Don't worry about the person next to you. Remember, Jesus loved that one leper who came back and said, thank you. Let's be like the one leper this morning. Begin to stir it up in your spirit. Begin to get faith, thankful and gratitude. Let a heart of gratitude begin to flow flow. And then begin to thank him for things that you haven't received yet. And I'm telling you, it unlocks faith. It unlocks belief. It unlocks power and authority. And the kingdom of God loves thankfulness. So begin to let it flow this morning. I'm going to ask the worship team just to come up as we do that. But you guys keep keep thanking him. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes mm. be like the one who returned get a bit bold this morning come on stir it up stir it up thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for every good thing for our health for our finances, for the provision, for a free country to worship you and lift up the name of Jesus. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be thankful for. I'm gonna gonna just challenge you a little bit this morning. Give us two minutes of the one leper. Give us two minutes of the one leper who is so thankful, who is so thankful. I give you permission to be extra bold this morning and be so radically thankful because I'm telling you, it's a key to healing of our nation. It's a key to healing of bodies. It's a key to revival. It's a key to breakthrough of marriages. It's a key to bringing prosperity. It's a key to all sorts of things. So, Lord, we just give you an offering of thankfulness this morning. An offering of thankfulness this morning. Yes, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. yeah yeah thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord yeah thank you for your presence holy spirit Thank you for your poured out presence for us, just for us, just for us, Lord. We thank you for dying on the cross. We thank you for the power of forgiveness, Lord Jesus, and the life, and the truth, and the destiny, and the hope, and the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, we are a thankful people, Lord Jesus. We are a thankful people, Lord Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we're going to worship. Jackie's just going to lead us in this song. And if you want to come out and be thankful and rejoice this morning, then you can come and um, you can come and worship. But come and do that right now. Don't hold back. Yeah, let's lift up some praise to Him right now. Lift up praise.